Here we are. It is July 24th, 1993. Welcome to Saturday Morning Superstars. Direct from Monday Night Raw. <laughs> everything that you could want in a monday night show on a saturday morning on a saturday morning we got a saturday recap show so this is the july 31st no it's the july 24th oh that's why i am like oh it kicked <laughs> over to the next one yeah oh there we go you gotta start with the lex express baby yeah because when you take that bus you get there i i got that you got to start it, with that it Lex just Express. Automatically kick to the next episode. Do you think Lex is actually on that bus? Apparently he was and did not enjoy it and did not interact with fans. And that's why he never became champion. Like the Lex Express screwed him. Oh. Like he really needed to be better at being a bus passenger. Being a real person? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. He didn't like meeting people? He didn't like that's... meeting. He didn't like, you know, the things it would take to be the face of a company and champion. Yeah, that's that. Well, that's a problem. It was. Was he ever champion in WCW? Oh, all the time. Okay. Uh, I don't know as much WCW history, so, you know, I guess he didn't have to talk to the fans as much. I'm not sure if if he was champ prior to this, but I know he was definitely world champ several times. Yeah. Over there. But yeah, he's on the Lex Express. Lex Express. We have uh, the ugliest looking boss. Oh my God. I can understand why he didn't want to be on the Lex Express. It's Americana a la 1990s. Yeah, in a bus from the 1940s. <laughs> like the one that they used for the Indians in Major League after the owner took away their plane. <laughs> the thing is, is awful. Yeah, yeah. It's it's made out of tin. It has the worst rap known to man. Actually, I take that back. Men on a Mission is in the Federation right now. The second worst <laughs> rap known to man. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> oh, um, Oscar. Oscar. Yeah, we knew you well. And the inside of it looks like a set from a 70s Steven Spielberg movie. Like it's all corduroy. Yeah. It moves with you. Wood paneling. Yeah. You barely see the words Lex Express on it. It's traveling down the turnpike. And we go immediately to our CGI entrance. Gongs. Eerie keyboard pad sounds. Yes. Thunder. Here we go. Yeah. It's Tag Team Turmoil 2, Deja Vu all over again from Wilkes University Marts Center. This is a gym, isn't it? And so I could not find anything on the original building. There mm-hmm. is a Marts Center that still exists, but it was constructed in 1999, no, which is I, well after this. That'd be after so, this. Yeah. So when I look at it, it's like a fitness center. And they show like a basketball court mm-hmm. that looks like a 
a glorified high school basketball arena. Right. It's not like a large pro basketball place. It's somewhere really pretty small. So I was looking at this arena and I could see how it could have been a basketball arena. But I feel like this older one was maybe slightly bigger. Like maybe they had the same floor plan. They didn't have the fitness center in the old one. So they downsized the basketball court area in the newer one for the fitness centers yeah this looks very much like the high school gym that they were talking like business was so down that they'd be doing high school gym shows yeah i'll tell you what though they made it look pretty big like the the hard mm-hmm. cam shot looks like it's an actual arena well it's like you get the people who actually go to like an AEW or a badly attended wwe show and mm-hmm. they show you the entire place is like empty but somehow they shoot it so it looks like it's a full stadium yeah like the entire hard camera section is completely empty (laughs) yeah yeah that's how this is being shot but even on the three on the green which i still love macho man playing to the audience that isn't there (laughs) isn't there yes but it's very much that high school gym bleacher where you look on the side and it has like the retractable the end to it that kind of oh yeah 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 yeah. you know yeah how how don't fall off the side retractable end to it yeah like a like a like a high school gymnasium bleacher setup yeah yeah and you can really tell when they do shots and you see it like a window like it's just open window yeah i noticed that too like the whole one side is a window though they try not to show that much but you do catch it from time to time yeah you almost can't help it because if you're going to show the left hand side of the uh ring you it gets in the shot yeah i've seen this outfit on macho before it looks like a yellowish green tennis ball colory jacket with stars that looks like the one he lost his career in when he's in like the blue and white stars in wrestlemania 7 yeah yeah but yeah uh, I just have him as Strawberry Bubble Yum Savage again, that's, yes. but this time with stars. Yeah, had Strawberry Bubble Yum before, but I don't remember the stars. His hat actually matches this time. It does, except it doesn't because the colors <laughs> match. But where he's wearing stars on his jacket, he has diamonds on his hat. Ah, uh, yes. So yes. he's like, oh, and then a green band too. That yes. kind of sticks out. I just noticed the green sequence band around it. Pink stars, yellow diamonds, green bands. <laughs> you can't have me lucky charms. Yes. I thank Jerry the King Lawler for actually getting dressed today, kind of. I said he's not ready for a bout. Yeah, he's not wearing his gladiator uniform. Yep, yep. We were not entertained by that. <laughs> no, he's not ready to go. Vince sporting the three-piece WWF outfit today. I don't ever remember the vest before, but maybe oh, that's yeah. because he didn't that's... have the, the jacket open but it's really classic the thing that never matched was when i do a wide shot and he'd be wearing like a pants that don't match yeah his pants are like black and this thing was always like this grayish it does look different though maybe it's the tie i don't know like that was his on-screen go-to forever yeah but jerry's just on lex's nuts from the very beginning (laughs) as if he wasn't a bad guy six days ago and he was saying how awesome the narcissist was now he can't stand him yeah and savage he's waving flags he's like go lex we're (laughs) all for lex oh how quickly they turn and of (laughs) course they have the pumped in luger dance for savage to conduct to well, he's conducting flags, and in the audience, people have little flags. You think they're giving out little flags? I no, they all bring those, Tom. No, they don't. Every, everybody's. <laughs> I mean, it's July. Of I'm going to a show. Hacksaw Jim Duggan's going to be there. Louvers on the Lex Express. I need my tiny flag with me. It's funny you say that. This is airing the 24th. When was this actually shot? 
This was took place on July 6th, 1993. Ah, that, yeah. Like two days after the Stars and Stripes Challenge. Exactly. So, I mean, they were in full uh, July 4th. The opening wide shot is so high school gym. They got scaffolding. They got they're covering <laughs> like the banners of the other teams that this yep, <laughs> this place yep. plays. The regular banners that we used to be in like the spectrum are now in this place just enormous. They mm -hmm. just look so big because they're in this, such a small venue. And did you check out the new Superstars banner? Oh, I didn't see it. It I looks just one. like the new logo with the purple and the, and the yeah. lava infested Superstars logo. Oh yeah, there it is. Yeah. Oh, it's pretty big too. The flags might not actually be for Lex because out comes the hoe. And it's July 4th, so let's all dig up Hacksaw. Uh, <laughs> here he comes. Might as well use him. And uh, he is facing one of our, our bishops of the high court of red tights. Mm. Dwayne Gil Gilberg is Gilberg. back. We haven't seen Gilberg for a while. No. Was he an East Coast guy or did he travel with? Like, I, I, do we I see Gilberg? he traveled with. I feel like he was on for you know quite a while maybe took a little break and now he's back well yeah wasn't he with his tag team partner guy like yeah there's actually a gilbert yeah. tag team yeah it was but... one of his dudes from like the executioners or something like that <laughs> yes. that they would they would tag team as the executioners somewhere else but here he was just Dwayne gill and whoever that was i can't remember his mullet is becoming a skullet by the day. Like Dwayne is is starting to lose it all. Soon, soon we'll have the the full Gilberg. It's coming soon. Give him a few more years, but he's definitely bleaching the hair, the yeah. blonde, because he's got the dark mustache and the. I don't know what you call that. It's not a. It's not a goatee. It's like he's, he's it's like a handlebar like, mustache. It's kind of, but it's like the sides of a goatee to extend <laughs> his mustache. I don't know, but there's like not even an extension there. There's like a little bit of patch. Yeah, he's know. sporting the cuckoo kachoo. <laughs> well, before the match starts, Duggan has to reinforce all of our misconceptions about Luger yeah. here because he is proud of Lex Luger and everything that he stands for now, since he is all about the USA and. You know, just two weeks ago, they were booing this guy. So that's right. But that, hey, <laughs> how quickly that, they turned. He's the baby face. Yes. Top of the heap right there. Gilberg takes it to Hacksaw and then immediately loses. Like he, like he gets to go throw him into the ropes. Yeah. And usually that's done by the good guy. Now the red tight actually is going to like take advantage of the start of the match, throw Hacksaw on the ropes, and Hacksaw's having none of it. He just throws him right out of the ring. Oh, and yeah. Like the next part of the match is completely outside of the ring. No one's yeah. talking about anything other than Lex. It's all about Lex and the Lex Express making its way across the United States, building up support like he's campaigning to be president he is. right now. Well, there is a campaign. They want yeah. you to call in and tell Tunney that you want Lex to be the number one contender. You demand yeah. Lex <laughs> defend the country. So it's America's vote, ladies and gentlemen. You make the decisions here. Vince goes, hey, we're going to get a decision today, which totally cuts the legs out from under the Lex Express. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, Lex, you got this. And he's like, why am I on the damn bus? <laughs> yes, he's like, can I come home now, please? <laughs> Can I get off this thing? It smells. Yeah, because they got to promote SummerSlam, so they immediately announced there's a main event. It's going to be Yoko versus Lex. Yeah. But Lex is still on this whistle-stop <laughs> campaign to go get the match, yeah. which he already has. I think Duggan was in here last night with some Boone's Farm. Can I get off this thing, please? <laughs> yeah, it's like it's, it smells so bad in here, Vince. <laughs> Can I please come home? He's like, no. 
stay on the Lex Express. <laughs> like, but I got the match, Vince. Come the, on. The match is done. Can I please go home? <laughs> no. Gilbert really gets his ass kicked. I don't think he has one offensive move other than to fall down. Yeah, the very beginning, it's, that's all he really got. Axel is the ultimate late 80s, uh, you know, I guess still kind of early 90s a little bit, but it's all about posturing to the crowd. Mm-hmm. You know, all of his moves are not anything big. It's like, it's your usual, let's, it's all get crowd pop moves, like the putting the guy in the corner and then mounting him so you can you know, give him the 10 count fist pumps and, yeah. and then says, ho to the crowd. It gets like, he's, he's very good at keeping the crowd in the match. Felt like this was probably a very early match just because the, the crowd seemed to be very, very into it. Either that or they were pumping in a lot of crowd noise on this one. Yes. As we've talked before, we've accidentally been to one of these shows and they've <laughs> lasted like five or six years. It's going to be really interesting to see because there's a, there's a gigantic open gymnasium window. Yeah. So it should get dark. <laughs> like we should see... You know, there's light yeah. pouring in right now. We should see if if they have matches where you can't see out the window and it's dark, and then yeah. it's light again and then it's dark. Or several weeks from now, it'll just get progressively darker in that window. Yeah. And we're going, oh, God, they've been here for two darker. years now. We'll see how long they, this, this lasts. But, yeah, you can definitely see uh, a lot of sunlight out that window right now. So it's very, very early in the night. I totally agree with you that Hacksaw seems to, like he's a nostalgia active, I guess, at this point. Like you yeah. go to see Hacksaw, you go to see his shit. Yeah. Like, okay, he's going to USA, he's going to thumbs up, he's going to throw his two by four, mm-hmm. he's going to three point stance. You know, he's got yep. his act, and that's what you're paying for. That's all Hacksaw needs to do right now. Yeah. You know, he's, he knows how to mug to the crowd and keep them in it. He's just enough of a baby face that he can be a threat to some heel that you are trying to push. Yeah, he's practically a red tight. Yeah. He's like a nostalgia act slash red tight. He's an attraction, but he's also the guy who can lose to the big guy. They've actually put a different guy into Hexel's spot to lose to Yoko prior to WrestleMania to yeah. show how threatening Yoko was. But we have a new guy in that role this, this week, but we're not there yet. Because mm. from the pages <laughs> of WWF Magazine, Yes, yes, yes. We have Bret Hart on the cover. Want, want. They're like going to have Bret Hulk. So I guess the magazine is all ready for that match. <laughs> Which will never happen. Never, ever happen. Hulk's still at the, in the main titles, right? Uh, I believe Or did so. they finally get rid of him? I, no, I, think he's, I think he's still in there. I think, you know, because his big transition didn't take place until after July. Hulk transitioned? He's going to be Hulka. Hulka. Hulka mania. Hulka. Hulka mania. No, he's gone. <laughs> oh, is he gone? He's wow, gone. Okay. I just uh, Giant Gonzalez, Doink the Clown, Mr. Oh, nope, there he is. And uh, my God, it was quick. Like Very I, quick. I, <laughs> it slowly gets smaller and smaller it as was the weeks so go quick. by. I could, like, I missed it on the rewind, and then he popped in. But yeah, he's still shaking his, it's the WrestleMania 9, I just won the title. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's barely there. Wow. Yeah, that can't be there for long. Gotta, gotta keep him in there. But we have update. Gorilla the Goon Monsoon (laughs) over here with his Coke bottle glasses on and some kind of pin, which I was trying to read. I I feel like it's got to say something like Lex Express or something on it. I think it does. Like he's on the Lex Express too. It's hard to read though. So he is talking about whether or not Luger will get the title shot versus Yokozuna. And he he then cuts to Vince. There's, There's a timeline fault 
through this whole thing that I have to bring up. So I want to I want to talk us through it. Okay. And then try and figure this out. So he cuts to Vince, who is supposedly live right. with President Jack Tunney on the phone. Mm-hmm. Tunney's talking about how Luger's getting all the support. Like he's never seen so much support come in for a wrestler to receive a title shot. And he talks about Fuji bringing up Luger's advantage due to him having the steel plate in his arm, which never seemed to be a problem while he was a heel for the heels. But now all of a sudden it's a problem. Right. So Vince finally just asks Tunney if the match will happen. And Tunney says very strangely, very definitely. (laughs) The one stipulation is that Luger must wear a WWF protective pad to protect everybody from the steel in his arm. Which I was, uh, that was a that was a side thing for me. Like, why has everything got to be steel? Yeah, <laughs> it's all steel. It's, it's the steel it's steps, steel plate, the steel, steel. Yeah, steel chair, steel plate, steel steps. What about steel fiberglass? Is hard. Man? You don't you want, want fiberglass. Don't want to get you don't want to get hard hit by steel. Yeah, but you get fiberglass, man. They get that stuff stuck in you. That could be hard. <laughs> that would hurt. Oh yes. So anyway, that was all supposedly live. Right. You know, going from Gorilla Monsoon to Vince and then back to Gorilla Monsoon. Uh, he talks about Crush for a little bit, but then we hear a pre recorded Luger response from the Lex <laughs> Express. <laughs> say that Luger has no problem wearing the forearm pad. So nobody knew this two right. seconds ago in the live quote-unquote phone call to Tunney, but Luger has a pre-recorded response, as Gorilla says, from the Lex Express and says he's ready for his match and he has no problem wearing the forearm pad as he just wants his opportunity and promises to seize this. But the call of action campaign will not stop, which he's saying behind his breath, damn. I mean, wouldn't that just be annoying for Tunny? Like, Lex keeps on traveling. Hey, tell everybody to uh, call in and and send your telegrams and send send your passenger pigeons and and fax your support to to Tunny's office. And Tunny's like, Morse code. I I said you had the match. Like, it's a done deal. We have the graphic up. Yeah. Go call Tony. He's like, stop telling them to call. Yeah. (laughs) It's already good. (laughs) I can't get these people to stop calling. Have they not watched the show? Oh, wait, but it's but it's July 6th, everybody. It's not July 24th. Nobody knows yet. Yes, that's true. We're in the time space continuum. Was the call that we were hearing done on the 8th of July and we're seeing Lex's response on the 24th? But since we're actually airing this three weeks uh, later, uh, all of these things converged uh, <laughs> in full multiverse. The vortex has been sucked in on me. Well, as I had said, playing the role of Hacksaw Jim Duggan this week is Crush. Crush <laughs> yes. has been flattened by Yokozuna at Monday Night Raw. Uh, and his ribs have been been crushed. The irony. What a, what a bad year for Crush. <laughs> Crush is getting beaten up by a clown, getting beaten squashed. Beaten up by a clown. And now he's got a crushed chest cavity. From Yokozuna. Which they kind of say he's going to take like months to recover from. Mm-hmm. Now I wonder if he just comes back evil. Because that's true. Evil Crush should be back on his way. Okay. And I do remember Lex wearing like a red, white, and blue arm pad. Sure. Uh, but I didn't remember. They had already got him in an arm pad in that uh, match a few weeks ago where the ref came out and said, put this shit on. Yeah. <laughs> this is like. Well, us with our fishbowl brains, man. We don't remember that. We don't, yeah, they already <laughs> that, did this. That never happened. It never happened. This is not the arm pad you are looking for. 
ladies and gentlemen. Well, Crush <laughs> is recuperating in Hawaii. Perhaps a terminating injury. Oh, no. Yes. Yeah. So uh, in the weeks and months to come, they're going to yeah. keep us updated on his treatment. So Please. I want my updates. Definitely. Yeah. It's another very special episode for Crush, apparently. So, so they cut the crush and mankind's there and he brings in a clown <laughs> i brought you some female entertainment and i think you know what i mean vince mcmahon say hello no. to your ball hey vinny how you doing i came to make you feel better vinny damn it leave <laughs> It's not Yurple or whatever her name was. Oh, it's yeah. actually Doink. Beats him senseless. Birthday clowns. Hey. She does a trick with a dog that you won't believe. We cut from there to our newest Ica Pro sponsor, Tatanka. Yes. But they don't let him pontificate on this. No. But he just says the very simple, you got to want it. So I sincerely think that Ica Pro needs a new slogan. Well, we've had a bunch. Yeah. You got to want it for everybody who cares about their body or body. everybody yeah who's a body yeah they haven't put it on air i think i missed the actual product when i was growing up because mm -hmm. i didn't really know what ica pro was like i don't remember seeing wind and cyclone oh, yeah. and stuff yeah it's probably because we haven't seen the product on air for a long time we know ica pro is something yeah but unless you watched it a year ago you don't know what ica pro actually is i wonder if that's a product of this steroid trials like they wanted <laughs> to get that stuff out of the way just say whatever ica pro is you gotta want it but it's not drugs <laughs> you see that you said it's part of the defense no they're not on steroids they're on ica pro yeah, yeah. what is that what? don't ask <laughs> i don't know but you gotta want it you gotta want it do you remember our next uh competitor ludwig borga do you remember this guy i do not but oh. i looking up for some reason i remember the name because mm -hmm. uh, the name just seems like very familiar so when i went looking him up the first thing that came up was it wasn't even that he was a wrestler it was that he was a member of the finnish parliament Yes. From 2003 to 2007. Mm -hmm. So, and that is him. Like his real name is uh, Tony Halma, and he was a Finnish politician, athlete, author, actor, and singer. Time magazine called him the master funny man of the age. Now, for the first time ever, the legendary king of comedy and music is captured on video in the best of Victor Borga. And singer. Yes. Yeah. So, I know, right? Uh, he's a professional wrestler, best known for his appearances with Catch Wrestling Association, CWA, New Japan, WWF, under the name of Ludwig Borga. He was also a mixed martial artist and the first fighter from the Nordic countries to ever compete in the Ultimate Fighting Championship. Nice. Yeah. Like a, so this guy was a, like the real deal, man. He's a, yeah, he was. Yeah. He was this humongously brutal dude yeah he seems like he could kick somebody's ass like well he immediately kicks his red tights ass who do we have here because we get no lower third on this mother is tony demaro i couldn't find too much on his wrestling career but what i did find was that currently he works for waldorf ford <laughs> he's a car salesman <laughs> uh right now i saw i found his facebook page it says, let me introduce you to Tony DeMauro. He is one of our pre-owned sales managers. Uh, he's been with our company for two years and loves the camaraderie amongst his colleagues. He has four beautiful children, three boys and one girl, and a dog named Leo. 
In his spare time, he enjoys reading, lifting weights, and competitive archery. If he could have a superpower, <laughs> he would be able to fly to get around faster. Wow. A fun fact about Tony is that he used to wrestle in the WWF in the 90s. We are happy to see Tony yeah. as a part of our team. So he's in Waldorf Ford. Waldorf Ford, yes. Is there a Statler Ford? <laughs> there should be. <laughs> I don't think this show is suitable for children. I don't think this show is suitable for anybody. <laughs> well, Ludwig immediately, I don't think he wasted the bell because the ref and the ring announcer like run for their lives <laughs> as Ludwig Vorga comes in and just like decimates our poor car salesman. Oh yeah. Hits him with a back suplex that's pretty devastating. Couple of big back elbow smashes before screaming something in Finnish. <laughs> yes. And of course anybody that's not from the USA is a bad guy so the, the audience is booing him for most of this, you know, and it is July 4th, of course, or at least around that time. All right, I'm, I'm typing it in. <laughs> Tony Holm, Ludwig Borga, yep. was a real-life heel, an avowed racist and homophobe <laughs> with a neo-Nazi tattoo, says Dr. Internet. Ah. Jim Ross remembers WWF discovering Lugas Borga's Nazi tattoo. Ouch. I knew I heard of this story. Oh, wow. Is he an is or a was? Um, that's a good question. I feel like he would be an is with all the shit that he did. Was. Oh, was it was. Oh, no. no. Wait a minute. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't even notice that in the, in the wiki that I looked up. Yeah. 2010, January 8th. Oh, so right after he no. finishes his, his uh, parliament stint, he was done. Nazi Viking oh. takes the oh, L. No. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how to say it in Finnish, but Victor uh, <laughs> Borga. He is we knew you well. We knew yeah, ye well, spelled with a, a uh, J. I remember him. I also remember him not lasting very long. Yeah, we have face to face's new kind of uh, how they're gonna how they're gonna roll. It's not going to be two people who are fighting each other talking to each mm -hmm. other. Face to face is now Gene Oakland and somebody else. Yeah, on a screen. Yeah. It's his face <laughs> to their face. He is a, it's Gene to face <laughs> to um, manager. What happened to Sean Waltman? Yeah, he looks he looks like a sausage. I, that's what I, said. I think he's got he's got new tights, uh, as we will mm -hmm. see a little bit later in his match. He looks like he put on a little weight. I don't know if that's because he's wearing the new tights, but he does look like a little bit puffier. But not just in his body, like in his face too. Like his face looks a lot. Puffier. If you watch the CM Punk documentary, he was coming up from OVW and he's like, if they call me up, like I got to get huge. Mm. I want big guys. So he like pumped himself up. He like did a lot of weight training and a lot of like lean proteins yeah. and just became a balloon of himself. And Coke Cabana was laughing at him like, what is this? What is this body? <laughs> this isn't your body. And that's what looks like Sean Waltman's doing. He's like, oh, yeah, God, I got to look like these guys. And he's trying to put on like some yeah. pounds. Can't be this little puny but guy. It's okay. like itty bitty fat. Face. yeah exactly he looks like he's about 15 years old but you know a bunch of peanut butter in his mouth god remember that little kid he was like six years old but for some reason his parents had him like lifting yeah, weights yeah. he's like tiny yeah. hercules or some such yeah. shit that's what he looks like he's right like now all ripped. yeah definitely 
he kind of cuts a promo. It's your typical face promo. I just said, don't let him talk too much because he's he's not ready for that just yet. He tried to do that. No, he's still golly G. Yeah, it's a lot of that. Oh, gee, Mr. Okerlin, sir. <laughs> I'm just happy to be here, sir. I can't believe I wrestled, let alone beat yeah. someone like Razor. Yeah. And he's like so good to hear from this youth with such a humble attitude and like fast forward when he's a DX guy. <laughs> cross shopping everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just turns into a complete a-hole. Exactly. He learned it quick. Yeah. He's like, this sucks. Time to be an <laughs> asshole. We also get a promo from Tatanka. It has been mm-hmm. many, many months. I wanted to do this one word for word, but Gene just kept like cutting him off. And I, I all I wrote in my notes was like, Gene, shut up and let him do his promo, man. <laughs> yeah, he knows yeah, how to do it. He's, he's got this down. He's got his his little braves and his spirits and all that stuff. And I was waiting for it, but he's talking about Bam Bam Bigelow, of course, because of the whole haircutting thing that happened, uh, I think, six years ago at this point. He says, you cut my hair and you must pay and pay severely. Gene refers to Luna being Bam Bam's main squeeze. And, uh, you know, she be a distraction at the ring. Tatanka actually cuts a little bit of a heel promo here. And he says, of course, she's a distraction because of the way she looks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not because of what she could do, but just the way she looks. She ugly. Well, it's, you know, is I don't think this is a match that we see at SummerSlam. No. No. It's, it's I don't, you know. It's going to be a hair versus hair match. Uh, <laughs> Bam Bam's bald. <laughs> God damn it. Sure. <laughs> Looks like he's like, I win. <laughs> I win. <laughs> Something like just, just gets in the ring. Done. Just pants him and is like, oh my God. It's the worst idea we've ever had. Brought to you by Manscaped. The hair versus hair match between Bam Bam Bigelow and Tatanka. Oh, no. oh this went severely <laughs> wrong. Jesus. This uh, went totally wrong. Yes. It's the worst sponsored match of all time. Bring back Pizza Hut. <laughs> Oh, no, that's the number one razor, too. Uh. <laughs> oh, Jesus. What a disaster. Oh, my goodness. They've changed the angle of where they're sitting. Like, the three on the green was a dead-on shot with the audience. Now they're off to the side in front of the not-so-Titantron, mm. which makes it obvious they're not there, because where they would be is in the aisle. Yeah. If this actually was where they were. Yeah, it does look like they're right off the side of the aisle, but that's not where they were before. And not where they could be for yeah. real. Vince is telling us about the fact that we will see the one, two, three kid versus Ted DiBiase on Challenge next week. So Challenge is right. still happening. It's funny because, you know, everything's been raw, raw, raw. We hadn't heard too much about Challenge recently, and that's the first we've heard about it for quite a while. Is the Challenge accepted, or is it... he's going to be challenged he's on Challenge? Be, they're going to fight on Wrestling Challenge next week. Oh, I thought it was just a challenge. I didn't put it together, but it's actually yeah. the show Challenge. Uh, well, it, I mean... To get back to Raw, the match was announced on Raw, and they finally made the date for next week on Wrestling Challenge. Well, the last time or a couple of shows ago, they had, uh, you know, Razor loses to the one two, three kid, and Money Incorporated comes down, and DiBiase's, like, really busting his nuts about mm-hmm. it. He's like, ah, you lost to the one two, three kid. Uh, <laughs> and now they got the one two, three kid fighting DiBiase. Yeah. So are they going to be doing a Razor kid versus Money Inc.? Hmm. They mentioned that in this show. Like, maybe this is the last time we'll see Money Inc. together if they can't win the titles. Yeah, which I think it's time. Money Inc.'s been around for a little while, and they've, they've had their, their share of time with the titles. So time to move on. And they're, you know, frankly, they're they're introducing some some new people here. So we'll see see that mm-hmm. a little bit later. Well, DPS was, like, banged up. I think that's why they put him in a tag team, so he didn't have to carry a whole match anymore. Like, Macho's like, DPS is going to lose... 
he's gonna choke and he like literally chokes himself <laughs> <laughs> don't take it so literally uh, <laughs> yes we're back and it is deja vu all over again tag team turmoil two in the house it is the wwf tag team championship match featuring money inc versus the current champions the steiner brothers this must have been a great match because this is the fifth time mm -hmm. that we've had this match. They had the three that we didn't see where the title like flipped back and yeah. forth and then the one last week and then the rematch from the one last week. So they must have really liked this match. It was three segments last week. This week's was a little bit shorter. I think on the one site I saw it clocked in at nine minutes and 34 seconds where the one last week was like more like 17 minutes. We start off with IRS calling the crowd a sorry bunch of tax cheats, to which they all say, yes. boo, boo, we don't want to pay our taxes, boo. <laughs> then when the MIDI version of the Michigan Fight Song comes in, Scott Steiner looks so disappointed at, at this arena. <laughs> he looks mad. He's like, I got to wrestle in front of like 12 people yeah. today. <laughs> Sucks. You got to check out uh, one of these small venue shows. You got to go to the Wildwood yeah. if they ever go back. I don't, th I don't know if they've been back since COVID. It's so cute. <laughs> it looks like this with a, a LED version of the Not So Titan Sean. And there's no set whatsoever except for like this little booth that like the DJ is in. Running like, the entrance like, music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically running it off of his That's iPhone. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no pyro. No, no pyro. No, <laughs> no, no, burn no. the place down. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a tent. <laughs> I mean, the Wildwood thing looks on the beach. Yeah. It's a good match. I like this one better. I like this match better. Yeah. I like the shorter version. Yeah, it was, a, it was a nicer packaged match. It was a lot of high spots. Each team kind of gets their own due in this, throwing the other teams out of the ring. You know, uh, Steiner's getting their big pop by both of them jumping off the top rope and taking out Money, Inc. together. We get a couple of Irwin chants. Which I guess that's mm -hmm. that's a thing now. Like that hadn't been a thing for a while, and now they're saying like that's an insult. Which I don't understand because that's his name. That's his name. <laughs> so why is that an insult? Stop! Stop saying my name. <laughs> I don't like my name. Yeah. I mean, IRS pretty much carried a lot of the match. He's in the match mm -hmm. a lot, and Rotunda just makes everything looks like it hurts. Oh yeah. Do you think these are the only people the Steiners didn't dare to actually beat up? Well, that's because they could beat the Steiners up. I'm sure. I think Rotunda could beat them up by himself. He didn't even need DBLC. Yeah. Hey, Ted, hold my yeah. tie. <laughs> Go beat the shit out of this guy. Exactly. What I don't get is they do like the, the heel fake tag. They got Rick in the abdominal stretch there. And they're doing these fake tags, but they're literally like right next to each other. Like they could reach yeah, each other. Tag. You, can, you can really you tag You can him. really tag them. Why do you need to do the fake tag? You're not that far away. You can reach. You, you, know, you have that, that wingspan. There's a lot of stuff like that in this time when they'd like have a submission move and the guy was like by the yeah. ropes, like right there. Like you just reach yeah, over. Like, and he's still like, oh, what am I going to do? I'm trapped. Yeah. A lot of stuff didn't really make sense back then. Of course. I would love just to have somebody put on a match like this today when like the matches are so much like a transformers movie where it's like yeah high spot after high spot after high spot, high spot yeah. after high, where like a guy just goes in and puts the guy in like a headlock for 10 <laughs> minutes <laughs> sleeper hole an arm bar for a yeah. half an hour he's like well, isn't that the, doing? the mick foley match that he was like pissed off at the crowd or something in ecw so he just <laughs> did like Rest hold after rest hold after rest hold. <laughs> Piss them off it's even annoying more. Annoying the shit out of them. <laughs> yeah. If you're a heel, that'd be the best. Yeah. Yeah. 
Wear, wear down your opponent. Just keep wearing them down. Wear down the crowd. Wear them down. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. That the opponent is the crowd. Yeah. yeah. At that point, just wear them down. King calls out Vince because he's uh, complaining about all this underhanded double teaming sure. done by Money Incorporated, and then the Steiners underhanded double team Money Inc. <laughs> what about that, Vince? He's like, oh well, what goes yeah. around comes around, I guess. It's, uh, of course, it's not bad when the good guys no, do it. it. Never is. Never is. Go 29 minutes, 34 seconds in, and watch IRS like just throw Scott Steiner into the ring sideways. <laughs> yeah, this was the ending of the match. It ends in just this very, very awkward count out. I guess IRS is looking to give Scott Steiner a, a suplex of some type. Yeah. But Scott ends up holding on to the top rope because they're on the apron while he's doing this. So he holds on to the top rope. And that supposedly takes IRS off balance, and he throws him in the ring. Therefore, Scott Steiner beats the count, but Money, Inc. is still outside of the ring. So Scott and Rick retain, and Money, Inc. has lost yet again. Kind of a weird ending. I was reflecting on this, Tom. I said there's so few tag teams right now that they can't bury anybody. So every tag team match has to have some kind of screwy finish where nobody's pinned clean in the middle of the ring in order to keep everybody strong. Well, I think they did these matches out of order. Like you had the them juggling the titles back and mm -hmm. forth. You finally lay it on the Steiners. And then you're going to air this match because no one's ever seen yeah. it. <laughs> like, all the title changes happened off television. So you're actually going to air this match for people and you're going to do it twice. Mm -hmm. But you do the screwy count out as the last one, but the pin as the one before it. So they pinned IRS, I think, in the last yeah. match. And this one had the count out. They should have done it the other way. There's screwy count out that no one understands. Yeah. So they decide to have the blow off match. And that's where you pin the guy. Like these matches were like aired out of sequence to be the final match between these mm -hmm. guys. Like the best out of five that we've been seeing. Yeah. You shouldn't count out last week, pin this week, stay the other way. The other thing I love about the end of this match is Scott Steiner flattens the title. They declare them the winners. Scott Steiner's walking backwards and steps directly on the main plate of the title. Oh, no. I can only imagine what Vince thought of that. Oops. God damn it. <laughs> After, like, Scott mangles it, Rick throws his down. <laughs> like, it's, it's it's like, yeah, they treat him like they treat their red tights, man. <laughs> they're trashing the title. You can tell why they switched to Velcro, because Scott's, like, spending a half an hour trying to snap this thing on his own waist. <laughs> Oops. The Barnyard Chicken Slim Jim commercial has returned, Oh, fam. yes, it has. It is back here there's some old lady that wants to get on savage's jock that's a little bit weird <laughs> slim jim in the gym as i call it yep you got your 90s boys yeah straight out of boy meets world straight out of boy meets world. Straight out of our, our yeah. dorm <laughs> i love the middle part man i was i was a full supporter of the middle part <laughs> yeah man like we had those yes. haircuts i had both yes, of those haircuts we both did yeah at some point <laughs> well i mean just until like the last five years you dress like a 12 year old did, yeah. like I, in, I still yeah, do from like time to time it's comfortable what can i say the 90s bulky clothing yeah. you know? yep, i got plenty of that still around it might be it might yeah. be making a comeback tomorrow until you were sponsored by columbia you had all that shit <laughs> yes I, I found my true self oh my favorite guitar lick happens and a brand new SummerSlam logo looks like some diamond plate and it's on fire yeah. the logo's on of fire course it is then. Well, we've already had like our horror story, uh, it's coming promos for this. 
So it, it, it makes sense to go to the fire after that. It's brought to you by Lexus truck. I, I, I had that in my notes. I was like, we found out what happened to his truck. Lexus is like, I don't want this piece of shit. Give it away to somebody else. <laughs> you too can have Lexus truck. No, seriously. Yeah. He doesn't want it. <laughs> no, he's, he's got a bus. Got a bus. I mean, a truck? It's like a drive himself. He's Lex Luger. He gets driven by a bus driver. Yeah. He's the narcissist. Uh, they brought that up also in the commentary. They're like, what is, is he driving or himself around? Is he driving the bus? It's like, no, he's not driving he's the not. bus. It's like, so it's coming from Motor City. It is. Detroit is where SummerSlam is. The SummerSlam. I'm just going to start calling it the SummerSlam. The SummerSlam. It's coming to you from Detroit City. And we get a few of the matches that we're going to see, including the heavyweight world title match that we just found out about because of our call to action campaign, which is everything that's right about America right now. That's what Lex is telling everybody. So we're going to have Lex Luger versus Yokozuna, of course. We will see The Undertaker versus The Giant Gonzalez in a no one knows the rules match. (laughs) Yeah, a rest in peace match. What is a rest in peace match? We don't we have know. No clue. We'll, Nobody we'll knows. figure it out by the time we get to SummerSlam. But right now, we don't know what the rules are. Undertaker versus Captain Bush. They yep. got him in his fuzzy yep. outfit. When were these pictures taken? I'm looking at these like promo photos. You got Lex in his old shit, is in his narcissistic mm. skier. You have a picture of Yokozuna, and they photoshopped the title on his shoulder. Mm. It's not laying on him. In any natural way at all. I can't imagine this is actually a real photo of him with the belt on Mm -hmm. his shoulder. They have this ancient picture of Giant Gonzalez because he's in his uh, fuzzy outfit from when he debuted. old outfit, yeah. The Undertaker's doing his claw move. Bret Hart is in (laughs) mid-sentence. It's like, he's like, I ordered the cannoli. (laughs) Yeah, he's like... Hey, what's up with you over here? Lex Luger is like the only guy who actually posed for his photo. He's got the, yeah. Uh, but Brett's here. And Brett's promos are getting better and better. And they've given him color-coded shower curtains. Look at the pink and black shower curtain they gave yes, him. Yes, I, I, uh, I did notice that. I feel like Brett refuses to do the face-to-face because he knows how much it sucks. So he's like, this yeah. is like, I am going to do the old school promos in front of my shower curtain. Just me and, and the camera. Let me go. And he's gotten pretty good at them but as usual he calls it's, it the summer slam the summer slam yeah. i'll see you at well the survivor series the royal rumble yes. that yeah, works that makes sense like you don't go i'll face you at royal rumble mm-hmm. it's the royal rumble yeah. but yeah the, the summer, summer slam, slam doesn't sounds awkward the wrestlemania yeah. yeah i like the idea that he's just gonna cut the promo and not be interrupted by gene and or somebody else where he's tripping over himself we so. get another uh quick little ica pro with lex here uh, telling everybody that he's got to want it now, or we've got to want it. Somebody's got to want we've it. We've got to want it. Some... Everybody who cares about their yes. body is a body. Yeah. Two, three kid comes out and doing the clown's clothes. What <laughs> is the, the, he looks like the Riddler. Yes, they made him much more cartoonish. Straight from Saved by yes, the Bell. He's got his yeah. new tights on. But how do we follow up on the tag <laughs> match? The only way that we can, with the king of all kings, the red tights from the ancient land of Israel, where the ancient kings <laughs> once ruled, comes the man known as the kosher superstar, Barry Horowitz. Mr. Technical Barry Horowitz, 
legendary Jewish wrestler. Horowitz is a true legend <laughs> of the wrestling world, having competed in some of the biggest promotions in the world, including AWA, WCW, and WWE. He is also a proud Jewish man. His faith has played an important role in his life and career. Horowitz is a true inspiration to many, and he is proof that anything is possible if you set your mind to it. He is a true champion of the Jewish people, and he is proud <laughs> to represent his faith on the stage. Now, please welcome to the ring the one and only the kosher superstar, Barry Horowitz. Horowitz music plays and he walks down the ramp to the ring. He is wearing the traditional Jewish kippah and a wrestling robe with the Star of David on it. He enters the ring and poses for the crowd. <laughs> oh, some of that's accurate. I remember when they were giving him his push, he was, his tights had like the Star of yeah. David. All right. Mystery solved. Okay. 35 minutes, 13 seconds in. Freeze it and look in the upper left-hand corner. Right. Wait, 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 wait. I think I know what you're going for here. Oh, it, it's, it's the, the basketball, basketball net. Yeah. It, yeah, they, they moved it up. Yeah, they, there they, it is. They yeah. raised it to the ceiling. Uh, they oh, are yeah, literally in the gym. Is. Yep, they are in the gym. They're just calling themselves out. I'll fight yeah. you in the gym. <laughs> 3.30, right after school. You know, this makes up for all those times that Pritchard on his show would make fun of ECW by calling out bingo numbers. I mean, come yeah, on, dude! You're in the high school. You're gym. in a high school gym, man. For an episode, you're fighting in the gymnasium for, for superstars. <laughs> well, I mean, it was kind of obvious because halfway through this match, the assistant principal comes out <laughs> to go break it up with the constable and the the school resource yeah. officer. Yeah, they're both sent to guidance. If to go to counseling. Yeah, the thing's like all over TikTok. <laughs> Horowitz <laughs> is in the quiet room. Yeah. You need to calm down before we can send you back to class, Barry. That's right, Barry. <laughs> no, if I just act up, you'll give me a, a lollipop and send yeah. me back. Pretty good match. I mean, it, it, I it makes sense that they put him against Horowitz here because Horowitz can go. So they get some good back and forth. Like, these aren't squash matches to me. Like, you know... Uh, the one, two, three kids go to win, obviously, because right. he's the one they're kind of giving the push to. But they're not squash matches by any stretch of the imagination. Like he gets some really good moves in it, and it shows like the quickness of Sean there. Yes, he's a lot, he shows a lot um, of lightning quick moves, as Vince puts it. I mean, he looks like he kills Horowitz. Uh, Thirty-seven minutes, seventeen seconds. He goes off the top rope and just lands his leg on Horowitz's mm -hmm. head and you can tell he knows what he's doing because he's put his knee on his head so he doesn't actually come down with his leg but it looks like he kills yeah. him and pins him yeah the quick leg drops from one two three are, are really cool the the spinning back heel kick at the one point that lands right square and Barry's face is really good this this was uh spoiler alert but my match of the night here I, I was like the tag match was good, but you know I can't beat Barry, and when he has a good match, I got to give it to him. Well, we get an ad for what will be the biggest disappointment <laughs> in the history of our show. Yeah. We get a, an ad for coming soon. We're gonna have Sherry versus yeah. Luna, and, and you see a, a little bit of their feud. Yeah, so we've been talking about this for a while that we're gonna get this match on July thirty first, and and that is next mm -hmm. week. This ad plays next like week. a monster truck ad. That's what I had to write. Yeah, Sunday, so, Sunday, Luna Vachon. Exactly. Yeah. The sensational series. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> I was expecting them both to like come out in Bigfoot. Yes. They're going to go at it. You might see their boobs. <laughs> <laughs> you almost do a little bit later. You know, what's better than one Mountie? Uh, apparently two Mounties, Dom, but they're not two the Mounties. Mounties. 
as we are no. told about 17 times during this, even though their music says they're the Mounties. <laughs> yes. They are not the Mounties. So my question is, because I know nothing about this, we're, we're calling them the Quebecers. Did they like originally yes. say we're going to be the Mounties or were they the Mounties before? Like were the Mounties a thing before, but now they're coming back as the Quebecers and it was just a Mountie before. Like I, I, this, I have so many questions. Like, well, the music has them both singing. Was it like we're going to be the Mounties? Let's make this music, and then they go out to that, and like two seconds before they go out, like wait a minute, <laughs> let's be the Quebecers instead. Well, this is the first time we've seen Jacques Rougeau back since he had the Great American Scream mm-hmm. Machine Super yeah. Cattle Prod. I, I forget yes, who was even so fighting with 60 that. Sixty million thing. volts, yeah. The Sergeant yeah. Slaughter, <laughs> yeah. I think it was. Yeah. Now he's got a new tag team partner. Like Ray is mm-hmm. gone. We don't have the, the fabulous Rougeau brothers. We have Jacques and Pierre, mm-hmm. the, Quebecers. the Quebecers, not the Mounties. But they're dressed as they the are Mounties. dressed as the like Mounties. They're both wearing the Mountie outfit. He's not wearing the jacket anymore. He's not wearing the hat mm-hmm. anymore. But other than that, he's got his wrestling version of the Mountie gear. And they put Pierre in the same shit. Yeah. I don't even know who Pierre is besides being Pierre from the Quebecers. It's the only thing I remember him mm. as. He looks like the Fonz. I don't know. Yeah. Like, they, they, both look, yeah. they both look like a-holes from Greece. Uh, I'm going like, to really... Pierre. So his real name was Pierre. Oh, it's... Mm-hmm. um. It's um PCO. I forgot it was PCO. So PC, um, I don't know PCO. Not PCO did ROH. Uh, yeah, Pierre Carl ah. Ouellette, uh Okay, is, is who that is. So uh, Ouellette joined the World Wrestling Federation as a tag team partner of Jacques Rougeau, one half of the Quebecers. Yeah, he's now PCO Pierre Carl Ouellette, or but now stands for Perfect Creation One. Yeah, I've seen him wrestle. Jesus. I didn't realize that was him. I've seen Jacques Rougeau on Dark Side of the Ring. I'm like, wow, he got yeah. old. So how old is Pierre? Yeah, Pierre, like, Pierre is like built, man. And he was like a no yeah, kidding. He was like playing like the consummate like rock, like you couldn't hurt him type guy. I have a artifact of the '90s, which, by the way, by now it, it needs its own drop. Mm. The artifact of the '90s is this little boy. 38 minutes, 37 seconds in. Okay, check out his haircut. They gave this poor little boy a gigantic Steiner oh, shirt. Oh, yeah, wear. they did. Yeah. But look at his haircut. Yeah, like it's a short sleeve shirt, but it's like almost all the way down to his wrist <laughs> on that yes. one side. Oh, yeah. Look at the haircut, man. Oh, he's sporting it. He's got the fades. He's got the double fade on the mm-hmm. side. Yeah. Yes. He's got the slices taken outside. Yeah, his dad in full on yellow booing next to him. That's kind of. Yes, he's 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 in total yellow. (laughs) He's got yellow short shorts and a yellow polo shirt and a curious monkey. (laughs) Yes, he was always curious. He was always so curious. (laughs) He was curious about the wrestling show. There is the curious monkey to his right over there. (laughs) (laughs) These are the red tightiest red tights. This looks like the guy who who couldn't tan his nipples, but he's he's not the same guy. These guys just, they pulled off the street of Pennsylvania. Yeah, so we've got... We've got Rich Myers. So Rich Myers had quite a career for himself, had a few titles in the MCW. I'm trying to figure out what that stood for, but lots of career highlights dating from July 14th, 1991, all the way to April 12th, 2014. Wow. So he's, he's been wrestling for quite a while. His tag team partner here is Tony Webb who does not have a lot of wrestling experience. The only thing I could find on him was five matches 
in the year of 1993. And that's about it facing the likes. All in this gymnasium. Facing the likes of Bastion Booger, Adam Bomb twice, uh, and Diesel, along with our tag match here with the Quebecers. Hey, can you take power bombs from tall people? (laughs) I guess they're going to have to. Good, you're hired. You're our guy. Jacques Rougeau, he wants a short night. His opening move is a pile driver. (laughs) It takes him out pretty quick. I said said, uh, um, Jacques Rougeau is a racist, (laughs) first of all, because I don't know if you noticed, but he extends his hand out to Rich Myers, who's on the apron, gives him a nice handshake. Mm -hmm. Then he goes to do the same thing to Tony Webb, who's in the ring, and just kicks him in the stomach. (laughs) <laughs> no, he immediately apologized Tony Webb and then throws Pierre yeah. on top of him. <laughs> Pierre's nice enough to th- throw the guy into his own opponent to tag yeah. in. The other dude looks like someone who like a free bird yes. today. <laughs> like when you go to Atlantic City and you see the uh you can get tickets to like the rock yeah. act that was big in this in the sixties or seventies, but this is what they look like now, but they haven't changed their look. They're like still yeah, holding oh, on yeah. to it. Yeah, they're like seventy-five years old, but still are trying to do the long blonde <laughs> yeah, hair. Michael Hayes is like, give me my wig back, man. The moves that they put on him are pretty damn devastating too. He does like this weird sort of back flap thing to put him on the ground, then flips him over right into a Boston crab. And then the other Quebecer just comes off the rope with a leg drop that looks pretty damn devastating. So I like their finishing move. Everything looks brutal. They did like a double clothesline while one guy stood still and the other guy went off the rope and clotheslined the guy. But it also looked like Rougeau clotheslined them from a standstill. That was pretty cool. Like, yeah, they flapjack him into a a Boston crab and then break his back with the other dude. Yeah, there's so much going on here. Savage doesn't know what to say for his commentary. (laughs) (laughs) he's just like i don't know what to say about that and i don't know what to say about that and this is my commentary (laughs) all i have to say is i really love the quebecers a lot more than i love the oh yeah yeah i'm liking them so far yeah this is much better the mountie was not as cool as the fabulous rujo brothers like i like those guys a lot and the mountie was like this shell of that it was just jacques rujo dressed as a cop he didn't do anything off the rope like it was just boring But, yeah, this dude's made to be in a tag yeah. team. And he kisses Pierre. That's yeah. sweet. He was so happy to be back and not the Mounties. <laughs> yeah, he's, but he is the Mounties. But he's not. <laughs> they, they've actually made the theme song worse. They have two yeah, guns. Yeah, exactly. Now. <laughs> How can we make this even more annoying? Let's add more people. Well, unfortunately, we're back into WWFU with with Mean Gene. Yes, FU indeed. And we're going to get a, well, we are going to get a little bit of a back and forth, like an actual face-to-face here, because we're going to see Sean and Diesel on one side with Mr. Perfect on the other side. And I swear to God, Sean is really high in this. Oh, like, God, look yeah. at his eyes and how glassy they are. He had yeah. to put his sunglasses back on at one point. <laughs> he, like, <laughs> takes them off. I was like, whoa, is he high? You could, like, tell, like, Diesel's behind him holding him up like a puppet right now. Yeah, you don't see his left yeah. hand, which is just like, yeah, I, I got you. I literally have yeah. your back. I'll, just, I'll keep it here so you stay upright. Exactly. Right. You can barely keep his eyes open. It's awesome. Meanwhile, Perfect is backstage at Cloud Nine over there yeah. Wait, yes. waiting for tricks to go on yeah his shower curtains in full effect it's like he's trying to give his uh his inner face-to-face interview and behind him you hear it like trinity <laughs> trinity to the stage in three dances trinity yes he's got to get out of his face-to-face quick because he's got a lap dance that he just paid for we were complaining like they haven't had a good set mm-hmm. 
in years for all these interview segments like Ms. TV looks like sure. everything else because it's just in, in the yeah. ring and it's you know you don't have the funeral parlor anymore the godfather should have had his own oh, show yeah. like <laughs> the strip club <laughs> version the street corner <laughs> the street corner yeah with the godfather it's <laughs> got like hose <laughs> on poles around the place yeah yeah, like after the interview, the interviewee goes and walks out with two or three ladies. Yeah. <laughs> sells itself. It does sell itself. We get a little bit uh, a back and forth here from Michaels and, and Perfect. And Perfect is like laughing his ass off because he knows how high Sean is this entire time. <laughs> he's like, maybe I should talk to Diesel so Sean doesn't have to talk for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but Diesel hasn't said yeah. anything like <laughs> yeah. He gets like... Well, he, no, that's not true. He did his like Fonzie yeah. interview in big Vinny Vegas yeah, voice his last two, time. His two lines with his horrible Brooklyn accent. He's still trying to find himself. Yeah. There is a great documentary about Diesel where like they... They did like a Kevin Nash finds himself kind mm -hmm. of thing. He really didn't know what his character was other than to like play with his fist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's still in Big Vinny Vegas. Yeah. But that put an end to it. Like we keep on ending with these shitty segments. Yeah. Did you like the episode? Um, I did like this one. I thought it had some a couple of good matches with the tag team match and the, the Barry and one, two, three kid match. And we got some new players in the game, too. We're going to see Victor Borga. We're going to see the Quebecers and... So, you know, we're, I, I think they needed some heel work. Victor Borga, you piano playing motherfucker. <laughs> it's the incomparable Victor Borga in his best love, most heartwarming comedy performance of all time. <laughs> is that what it is? Did I say it wrong? No, it's Ludwig. not Victor Borga. It's Ludwig Borga. Victor Borga That's was the comedian who played That's the, 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 the piano That's why bit. I recognize his name, because it's Victor <laughs> Borga, not Ludwig Borga. Oh, that's that's what's that's what's throwing me off. Now I know that. Yeah, sorry, mm -hmm. that's where I got it. From. Yeah, um, but yeah, yeah, we're gonna you know we're we're getting some more heels in the mix because it seems like all of a sudden all our big heels just turned face with Luger and and Razor, you know, completely mm -hmm. jumping ship. We needed some some new blood on the on the heel side, so we got that with the Quebecers and and uh, uh, Ludwig over there. So, uh, yeah, and then we had some good matches all around. So I did like this episode. When we cut back, I don't believe for a second we're actually in Pennsylvania. We got a dude wearing a New York's Giants uh -oh. shirt and, and a kid wearing a, a Chicago Bulls 23 jersey. <laughs> where where <laughs> are, are we? we? This can't be Wilkes-Barre. <laughs> I, I guess Scranton's close enough to New York that he might have some bleed yeah. over there. But In singles competition next week, we will have Mr. Perfect. Mm -hmm. We will have... My personal favorite guilty pleasure, Adam <laughs> yes, Bomb. Will. Followed by, damn, I wish he wouldn't wrestle because he's badass when he doesn't. <laughs> Mr. Hughes, mm -hmm. who's so cool, his hat disappears in the graphics. <laughs> it's floating on top of his head. Well, the head shrinkers will be there, who they mentioned as the probable number one contender. Mm -hmm. But what we've been waiting for for months, and we found out we're not really going to get, yeah. Luna versus Sherry in an intergender match. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yeah, we're not sure what each of these are, but they're going to fight. We finished the show off with a quick little promo from each of them. Luna couldn't understand a single word that she said. I think she needs a lozenge. And Sherry is all coked up and about to fall out of her top. That's what I had. And it ends with Lex on a bus. Yeah. <laughs> they just have the shot of the bus. Of course. And, like, and the city still be in her scrolling yeah. up. 
Yeah, I'm still on this damn bus, everybody. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I got the match. Why am I on this freaking I bus? I go home now. Please, send me home. Well, let's go home because it's it over. Is. Sayonara, Undertaker. And Shawn Michaels has left the building.